What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the A Show with the Kings Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am Justin here with Meals. What's up, Meals? What's up? What's up? What's up with me? What's up with you, man? Uh, how are you? How are you feeling um, over the past week? You know, it's been a lot, a lot of changes, a lot of things going on. How have you? How have you? Uh, how have you been processing everything that's been happened? I've taken naps. Uh, naps are good. Started JJK season two. Okay. Well, the second part of it. The second part of it. I saw the first part. I built okay. a PC over the weekend. That was like. All right. That's a big thing for me. All right. Because I did it all from scratch. I just got all the parts and like, you know, I told my wife, like I wanted a PC for Christmas and she got it. And I was like, I don't want you to have anybody build it. I just want to do it on my own. I want to try and see if I can do it. I like got that. the little fan in it. Got a little LED in it. Yeah, I got the light. I got to send you a photo. Let me send you a picture. I'm so proud of it. It's like a really <laughs> bad picture of it, though. But, like, I'm so proud of, like, what I did here. Um, I had I got the LEDs working. I got it to I got it to boot first try. I got it to boot first try. So Good for you. You know, I... I'm not a master, all right, but I'm good. You know, I'm 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 good at this. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Look yeah. at that. It's got all the 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 look at that gigabyte. There yeah. we go. That's yeah. a computer. <laughs> listen. Listen. I did that. You know what I mean? And I, I like to t- tackling challenges. I think that in in the face of a challenge, I take on another challenge. And I of think course. That, I think that should be uh, you know, uh that should be how anyone takes it in the face of a challenge you think of it as another challenge and then you take on another one you know i agree um, that that's that's just where i've been at just taking on another challenge and um i'm getting back to doing things that you know i really like to do and, and keeping myself busy so uh yeah i'm doing good positive. i'm glad i'm glad i felt like um i had this is gonna be like an un um an office hours that no one asks for um I had a situation. So it's 10 years ago. I'm not even sure I told you about this situation because, like, we've met 10 years ago, but this is, like, still before you. Um, <laughs> wow. It's almost our, I know. It's almost our 10-year anniversary. A life before me? <laughs> There's a life before you, bro. Um, I remember specifically, this is, like, the game-changing, like, life moment that I had. And I think I, I told this probably on Nelson's podcast, like, a long time ago. But there are people who may have not even heard that. We were like, who's Nelson? Um, shout out to Nelson. But um he's laid low. I saw him. Oh, he's, I was like, damn, that's a that's a name I haven't seen in a while. He is not only double dadding it up with two kids, but he also lives in Poughkeepsie, which is outside of New York City. It's like in proximity to New York City, but outside New York City. But it's also very like rural rural. Rural? Yeah. It's very yeah. like it's he's retired at like age like 29 30 like he's good um but and i saw him a couple weeks ago when uh wwe came to barclay center and i always appreciate him and i appreciate nelson because when we i appreciate rob sorry i appreciate nelson and rob because every time i see them and i hug them they're like i needed that and i'm like i needed that too (laughs) um know something strange about Poughkeepsie and that's that Piper's Pit debuted there. Oh, really? Yeah, in Poughkeepsie. Huh. Look at you. What a, you got an A-plus moment right here. Yeah. <laughs> Remember? 
Shout out to Plus Two. But no, like 10 years ago, I had this experience and I remember it because it's like 10 years and it changed my life. I graduated, went to school, went to, got a job and finally in the field that I graduated for and painfully realized I no longer wanted to do that or yeah. I didn't trust myself doing it at all. Um, I was pretty much like the junior electrical designer and shit like that for, I can say now Con Edison because I'm never going back there and also I don't care. And also I, I pay them. Um, but, um, went there, did not enjoy it thoroughly and went through so much depression, so much anguish, so much like pain working there. And I only worked there for five weeks. It doesn't Mm -hmm. tell you how it would. Um, and when I left there, I told, thank you, police sirens of the A show. Um, and when (laughs) I, (laughs) you're right. And when I left there, I told myself, I wouldn't, I don't want to do anything I don't want to do anymore. I don't want to feel like I'm just doing something just to do it. I never, and that's kind of like motivated me and pushed me for the past 10 years. I never want to do something I don't want to do. And there's also a freedom in essentially, you know, establishing that like saying like oh i can start over oh i can begin something new oh i can start a new challenge bring a new journey and there's a freedom in that and it's something about that that makes me feel very very human um because life is incredibly hard and we all have bills to pay and we all have needs and things that require to be paid and to do that we have to kind of like assimilate to this system and to be able to say, like, listen, I'm going to create my own system. I'm going to do it my way. I want to do the things I want to do, and I want to succeed how I want to succeed. There's something very freedom and, and, and awesome in that. So as you embark on your next journey, you know, um, I want to tell you, one, you're awesome. And I feel like you're, uh, you, you, are deserving of so much more and so many different things. And you're very, very talented in all the things that you can do. Um, But also choose every step is going to be, Oh God, why am I watching Martin while I'm doing the show? Um, (laughs) Every step that you choose, your next step is going to be your best step. And I have wholeheartedly believed that whatever comes for you next is going to be great. And at what you're doing in the interim is also going to be great too. So I want to give the shout out to you. I want to give, you know, you, your praise and your flowers in this moment. Um, because even though it may seem, you know, whatever happened last week was definitely a tough moment. I, I look at you and I see, okay, I know you're going to be amazing and great in whatever you do. So just want to tell you that. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, you know, a lot of, um, what's going on is processing and, mm-hmm. um, being able to kind of see the forest for the trees, but also a lot of it is, you know, being upset, being confused, being anxious. Um, and, and again, you know, it, it, it's not a situation that's new to me. I said, I said, I've been fired from less. I've been fired for less. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, In fact, it's a running gag on this show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I think what it, what it was is, you know, there, there were, there were just, uh, you know, there, there were, there were, you know, this, this, what I was doing, I really loved, 
you know, I yeah. really loved it. And it opened up a new avenue and a new opportunity and a new um, kind of landscape for me to choose from now, you know, and um, I'm, I'll definitely be looking into that. But, you know, I'm glad to be back. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. I'm glad you're back too. I'm in a, I'm in a good headspace, and and thank you for for that, Mills. I, I appreciate it, and I appreciate everybody who's reached out. Um, you know, who said really kind things, um, and and just you know are still reaching out to me. I appreciate it. I can't get to everybody, um, but you know, just know that I saw it and I appreciate it, and um, you know, I'm glad to be back. Absolutely. Um, with that said, love that for you, and love this for these two next people. Shout out to everyone who entered the Royal Rumble pool last week. Um, we have two winners. You have none other than, of course, Brian Bosa, Brian himself. Happy belated birthday. He won on his birthday. Wasn't that nuts? <laughs> I feel like it was rigged, but all right. All right. <laughs> I I legitimately, I listen, the numbers fell where they fell. And sometimes he had his own, you know, Cody Rhodes story where <laughs> he wins <laughs> And it was meant to be in his story is yet to be completed. Also, big fan, Donald Jones will be on the A show, ladies and gentlemen. Oh man, I can't wait. I can't mm. wait. I, okay, I talk to DJ every day. All right. <laughs> I didn't know this at all, but uh, I talked to like a couple of months. Well, I will, I'll, you know, we'll expand on it when, he, when he's on the show. But like, DJ is someone who like went from kind of like our Discord and then like I, I brought him in. You know what I'm saying to to you know another you know my my you know my other group of friends you know what I'm saying and and he just kind of he just he just fit you know what I mean and he's just a great dude he's a funny guy and he he's he consistently like we would be on Discord while we were at work all day talking so DJ is a good friend of mine that's gonna be a really really fun show I'm not saying you know Brian is gonna be a fun show as well uh we're we're gonna we're gonna get to brass tags these are these are two not to say and not to say they're not. They haven't been fun guests in the past. These two are particularly funny because these are people that literally we talk to every single day. So um, it should be good. I look forward to it. And I look forward to um, speaking with them. And let's plan this out sooner than later. <laughs> so we don't have to take forever to do this. And people coming on in December like last I'm year. So sad. September. I'm like, damn, Royal Rumble was eight months ago. <laughs> Bruh. People might not even be employed. You know what I'm saying? By the time the Royal Rumble winners, who knows what happens over the next. Listen, if anything, these past, I don't know what's it been in these last five years, bro. These last five years? Anything and everything has happened. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. It's it's actually again, I, I'm I'm praying for a slow week. You know what I'm saying? Because it's it's just been crazy. I missed out on a, a crazy week, but then it's more Wednesday. You missed out on positive week. We had positive week last week. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we had Raw going to Netflix. Ooh, isn't that awesome? Uh, WWE 2K24, can't wait to play that. Loving WWE, oh my gosh, can't wait to see that. Um, Wednesday, as always, <laughs> as always, the blackest, <laughs> the darkest day of the yeah. week has to be it. Um, how do we want to touch this? I have a lot of thoughts, I have a lot of feelings. I mean, we can we can go with the biggest news first. I, I think that um, it it is a huge deal to talk about the 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 flight of Vince McMahon 
um, who went from famous, infamous to, I mean, let's be clear, not mentioned at all. Not mentioned at all. I mean, you, you gotta, I mean, obviously you're gonna, he's gonna, you know, I mean, let's just get into it. I mean, two years ago, almost or in May, I think it'll be two years ago. Remember this, remember all of this popped off while I was on my wedding honeymoon, like the Friday of right. my honeymoon, Steph steps down. Then the then like the what was like a couple of days later the the allegations come out but days before that Sasha, I, Sasha and Naomi left <laughs> right can I be absolutely clear the fact this happened two years ago mm-hmm. still blows my mind <laughs> yeah because we're in the post Harvey Weinstein universe of you know social. We're in a we're in a just an era of social justice that's just like completely different than anything we've experienced beforehand, and this while people complain like oh my gosh like shows aren't like what it used to be or like characters on TV aren't like what they used to be and that's fine it is a necessary sacrifice for the things that we have uncovered and the actions that have been taken since then, and the fact that this happened in two thousand and twenty two. Blows my mind. Yeah, I mean, two years ago, um, came out. You were doing the show. <laughs> yeah. Came out that Vince McMahon uh, was under investigation for uh, hush money. At that point, it was hush money. Um, we, we weren't sure of the, the extent of it. At that point, came out, more news came out of, of it really, we got what maybe twenty percent, twenty five percent. I mean, what we know now is like twenty five percent of what the fuck was going on, right? So, he steps down, he comes back again. He says, "I'm back to sell the company." Sells the company, but then he comes back again, and he's still on the board. Or late last year, after the deal closes, you find out Ari Emanuel and and a lot of those guys they've been pretty much taken over. Vince is pretty much just a board seat at that point, right? So Vince has just been chilling. He's not doing shit. Then it comes out uh, last week through Wall Street Journal that Janelle Grant, who is now the named plaintiff on this case, has come out and she's alleging that Vince McMahon um, basically sex trafficked her. And that is the case that, that you know, we, we're going at now. I don't know. I don't think we need to go into like too deep of details. This, this stuff is no, why well, I mean, it's been, it's been widely available um, for the past week almost. So, I mean, you, if you guys want to find it, you can seek out that article in Wall Street Journal. Um, I'll put I really, a trigger warning for anyone who may feature. Uh, just there's a trigger warning with reading that kind of stuff. I read it on Friday in full, and I was pretty sick to my stomach, to be honest with you. Like, legitimately, I had to get up and walk away. Yeah, it was, it's 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 not good. Um, it's it's not good at all, and. Again, the I think the status and the stature of Vince McMahon has gone from so many ways, almost not even a roller coaster, just a, a steep decline down. I mean, you think of it from what people thought of his creative to, and this isn't even what the people who work with him think of him. You know what I mean? Like this is just from everyone th- how they feel. You know what I mean about this guy when you say his name and. It used to be mixed, right? And as times went on, it's become decidedly more negative. And now it's like completely just get this fuck. This guy's got to go. He's got to fucking die. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's how people feel at this point. You know what I mean? And I, I, I look at someone who at best two years ago, we would, after this came out, we would have said a complicated legacy, complicated. I don't right. think it's very complicated anymore. I think it's pretty cut and dry now that this is someone who had everything, but you see how power corrupts anyone and everyone. And, and in any, in any situation, in any instance, how power can corrupt somebody, especially someone who's been on top for so long like this. I think the, there's a bit of an, I'm, I'm a lot of this, new reveal helps kind of like continue to stitch things together right um especially everything that kind of occurred during it now again the fact this happened 2000 a lot of these acts happened in 2021 2020 and all i'm thinking is it's the pandemic there's in pretty much like what 30 percent of people going into the office 40 percent of people going into the office and these things are kind of like happening it's kind of like taking advantage of a national crisis and essentially doing whatever you're doing at the end of the day um you have no idea what's going on again like the janelle grant lost her job maybe you know during covid in this kind of situation and looking kind of for some kind of relief and at the end of the day in her darkest moment absolutely taken advantage of and like you said power corrupts people and, it, and it's a terrible terrible sad thing and disgusting thing i think um and the people who are involved, I mean, the only one really named is John Laurinaitis, who... Explicitly named. Yeah, it's... a uh, Even just watching all of that and, 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 and seeing that other people took part in this as well, like, his punishment of just getting fired to me isn't enough. Like, it's... it's it's crazy all of this and kind of like the aftermath of all of this happening where he's, you know, brought down from the board and all these other things. I don't even think that's enough. Two years ago, um, this happened. And I think a lot of people, we discussed it two years ago, obviously. And I feel like the public didn't necessarily take it as seriously as you should, especially mainstream audiences. I think wrestling audiences really, really did because they're familiar not only with the character of Vince McMahon, but kind of like the machinations of all the things behind the scenes. He doesn't like people who sneeze. He doesn't do this. He has this fetish for these kind of wrestlers and all this other stuff like that. We've taken all that into account and all that um, detail um, now play, now is context for a lot of the things that kind of like happen. But it, we see that at one SmackDown, literally after the allegations, man peeks his head from behind the curtain, is cheered by the audience, jumping off steps and shit. And you, I, all I think is the audacity of all this. You know what I'm saying? Like, to really be in that moment, under to go through all the things that he did. And I'm not sure if he ever went through the idea of like looking at his contemporaries in this in terms of the Weinsteins and all this other stuff. I'm like, that can't happen to me. But it would have. Look at the reaction. Uh, Why would he care? Right. right? <laughs> but it would have behooved him. It would have behooved him in that moment and be like, maybe I should. I mean, the damage is already done, but like this stuff, this type of thing shouldn't be tolerated anymore. And, you know, there are other, again, non-explicit people who are named in this as well, which has then brought up more people 
it kind of like this, you know, well, they knew and they knew and they knew and they should have known. I don't think it's right to openly accuse people uh, or at least start shouting out names of things when you have no necessarily proof of this. And if it goes to trial, we'll get all the proof that we need, to be honest with you. It'll mm-hmm. all come to public. Um, that's why I'm assuming this is going to end up being settled. Um, I'm, I'm yeah. assuming. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I I see what you what you mean about like um, I mean I think the the the, the operative word in, in in social justice is justice, right? Right. It's like justice to be served. I, I think that there's a lot of things that people want to see happen, um, but we all know how a lot of these types of things work. We saw it happen with the Diddy stuff a couple of months ago. Right. Um, we 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 saw how that worked, and a lot a lot of people wanted there to be. You know, th- th- those Diddy, the Diddy accusations were just as disgusting as this. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, it was just as hard to read as, as this was. And um, that eventually got settled within a day or two of whatever. I think the, 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 the key thing in this case is like she was supposed to still be getting that hush money and she only got a million dollars of it. And I'm like, I'm like, if, I was like, if he stopped paying you, she, yeah, put the screws to him. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, because like. She's explicitly naming people that that like knew about it. And, and to, to your point about, you know, people blaming people like, oh, and I think you mean like Triple H and shit like that should have known about right. it. Like, like I, I think that like, honestly, if she, the people that she explicitly named in this are the only people that we need to be caring about right now. I you think so as well. But I, but I will say this. I, I mean, I'm not going to necessarily, I don't think it's healthy in this kind of situation to point out names, but I do think that this kind of type of thing doesn't happen unless more people are involved or at oh, least yeah. more people know to yeah. essentially hush this and bring it people who are buying the $15,000 Bloomingdale gift cards and the assistance and all these other things like that. And not necessarily painting them as bad people because they, they, uh, in some situations you have to do what you have to do. Right. Um, these people have, but ultimately at the end of the day, there's a lot more that goes into this. Someone's going to say, no, you don't. To, to what you just said, someone would say, like, they'd be like, no, you could say no. And I'm like, listen, y'all ain't never been in corporate situations before. Like, it's not always, like, post-pandemic. And that's not to say that we approve of this, but. No, it's the reality the situ- of this. It's, it's the reality of the situation. Like, yeah. Like, I, I, I think that, I, I think that, like. Again, it, it's a it's a fucking cabal of old nasty white dudes doing some nasty shit, and then bringing other people into the nasty shit. And um, I mean, I don't think we got to get into the person that was like not explicitly named, but I think was only was only used in that document to um, kind of see how show how far reaching that was, right? I, I, like, I think if you look at the, um, I think if you look at the 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 actual documents, it's it's clear that like she doesn't want to name this particular performer outright for a lot of reasons because like essentially he she's not thinking of him as the 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 wronged party that that wronged her you know what i'm saying to be honest i mean she didn't to be honest too many of the clues is not she didn't name him explicitly but it's like there's a joke on the simpsons that are like i'll you know lisa s or l simpson which one do you want to be preferred like it's not to me the the details put him in that without and he didn't do anything and i think that's why he we like right like, 
That's why like, I think it's to enhance the point. It's to enhance the point of the trafficking, essentially. Exactly. Yes. It's it's to it's to enhance the point of the trafficking, even if nothing happened, to show Vince was willing to do this to me in order to get this person to resign. Even if this and person it was right. Right. Like even if this person didn't know, it's like and then it's like, oh well he did. And it's just like, well, text messages show that he's like, Ain't that your girl? You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's not like <laughs> and again, like it opens up the conversation in a in a in a, in a can of worms to like like kinks and shit that people just don't <laughs> that are not <laughs> well versed in talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like and, and that part right. is is again it's crazy it's crazy that he that he was using this woman to do all these things it's crazy that she was that he was only gonna pay her three million dollars to even just be quiet about all that shit i want to win at 15 and you know what she might get 15 you know what i'm saying like i I, I guess i'm shit i'll tell you that he's getting something for this and and i I think the work wcw library or some shit like that i don't know well he doesn't own that anymore our question is do you think that Vince wants to see it all burn. You think he wants to fight this? I think it'd be the dumbest thing on, on earth for him to fight this. I think WWE finished if he tried to fight this. I think WWE would be finished if he tried to fight this in any kind of major way. I think if he was smart and um, cares about his investment long term, um, you definitely don't fight this because it's only going to continue to bury WWE deep down into the ground. Like, this is bad, but still WWE's booming. A case that can see multiple people, multiple implications and multiple people involved. Netflix might say, listen, I don't want, I don't want this small in my damn <laughs> shit anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the same Netflix that got a documentary about him coming. Like, well, this, this is true. You're right, you're right. Um but Slim Jim, you know, Slim Jim was like, listen, get this shit out of here. You know, and and this was the first time in a long time we saw a sponsor really just put because WWE is booming right now. They can't get enough people to help sponsor their damn shows. Um, but this was the first time we saw a sponsor saying like, we don't contone any of this. And we are currently pulling out of the Royal Rumble and TKO, TKO group responded very, very swiftly. and like, get that nigga out. I mean, they didn't say that specifically, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> get that nigga out of here um and he was off the board within 24 hours and kind of i mean he had no he had no political fight he he has no political fight um in wwe i think that you know it's not really his company anymore i think the only way they fight this is is by saying because the thing is is like to be real, a lot of the people that might have been there besides maybe Bruce and maybe Hayes and all those other people are gone. And, yeah. and I've, I've, I've been very, I've been very adamant in saying that they're not going to probably touch creative like that because that's been the core of, of why the company has been doing so well. And I've right. mostly been right there in, in terms of like, they have not touched anybody in creative right now, even, you know, so like, I think that if discovery did happen, it's going to hit the people that are still there. I think the the defense for TKO is that like that's not like like largely it's not the same people there anymore and those people are are gone. You know what I mean? Like I think that and it's the same thing. It's the same thing he pulled last weekend by saying like Vince McMahon had no had nothing to do with you know anything the day to day. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I whole I wholeheartedly believe. I mean, you see it. He has no, no. Like, yeah, he has nothing. Kevin Dunn is gone. Johnny Gargano is getting thirty minute matches on TV. The max he might have been is like. He might have showed up to the Royal Rumble, might have showed up to WrestleMania. 
Yeah, um, pretty much. And, and I think that's their defense. But I think that if he fights this, it opens up a can of worms that they will have to be have to be answering for quite some time in terms of that old regime. And then that hits Triple H. And I don't think they want that. Right. They want and that Ronda Rousey's like, if Bruce, you know, I was like, Ronda, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you talking about, bro? Like, people don't care about getting sued <laughs> anymore. People yeah. don't getting sued, bro. Like, I was like, what? What are you doing? That's not like, what? But, um, it's true. Go testify, bro. Don't go on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> about fucking, um, but. All throughout this, I really do genuinely think about his family. And it makes me look even deeper into the relationship that he has with his family. Um, The rest of the McMahons that we know. um, I mean, him and Linda McMahon still married, I'm assuming, for business purposes. But have feel like they've been seemingly estranged for a long time. They have not been seen in public together. I mean, this man had a whole relationship with a damn coworker that was involved in the last lawsuit, which is nuts when you, you know, put it over this lawsuit. Mm -hmm. Um, And his daughter being brought in to kind of save the company as her father is going through all these situations. And it's gotta be tough on Stephanie McMahon and I'm assuming now it makes me think like this is maybe this is reason why she left and has no intention on coming back. I mean, there were always these news reports of like, oh, they want, you know, we have two CEOs. One's going to handle day to day and stuff like that. Or maybe like Stephanie McMahon there. I mean, there are reports that like she wasn't as good as her job as other people. And she was just kind of like a face or something along those lines. But, like, with these allegations, like, what do you actually think? Um, I don't know her personal thoughts, so I'm only inferring. But the notion that her Triple H and I think one more, Nick Khan, um, did not want Vince on the board and actually voted against him mm-hmm. um, is very, very telling. And I know we haven't hit Royal Rumble yet, but fast forward to the press conference post-Royal Rumble where Triple H has asked these questions, and but rightfully so, he should be asked these questions, but how do you give an answer knowing how, not only business-wise, but personal, that this all entails? How this affects their children, how this affects his family, how this affects all well, these other things people, like that. People don't care. At the end of the day, people don't, they'll, they'll tear down anything. It's like, there is no grace to be shown there. You know what I mean? In terms of just like, hey, like, you know, that might have been a fucked up situation to get put in. But I, I think ultimately people don't care. I think look at look at like the reaction to it. Like it wasn't right. a good, it wasn't a good answer. It was the answer you was going to get. I don't think that like, again, Triple H is not named in those documents. I think the most that he could have said is 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 what he said. I, I, I think that like, again, the, a lot of this stuff is new to the people in these situations. You know what I'm saying? A lot of this stuff is new to wrestling journalists and journalism and stuff like that. Like, it's new to them. I think that it's not new mm-hmm. to people that watch this shit happen every single fucking week and month in other industries. You know what I mean? Right. I, I think that ultimately, I've seen people like compare the Tony Khan thing, and I'm just like, well, I'm I'm like, Tony could have said more. Uh, ultimately, because there was no case over his head. There was no. There's no case. 
that we see right there. He could say he could have said more, fuzzy hat on or not. Triple H could have right. said more. He's not named in the fucking the the actual documents. You should be coming at Tony and Triple H the same fucking way because there's there's they're not named in the case. But I think that he's being he's being hammered for that we had a wonderful week. I think the TKO line is to deflect and to point to the the positive things that have been happening. That is a basic uh, crisis comms thing. Um, I don't think they've had enough time to to conduct and and create an actual actual like line of um, communication on what to say about Vince right now. I, I honestly right. think that they did. Did they have time to prepare that? I mean, you know how that company runs. You know what he well, this, this nigga's injured. This person's you know what I'm saying like he, there's a lot of stuff going down. Not not holding water for it, but like I could see a world where they probably did not because they thought they thought Triple H was too busy with creative and they, and they sent them out to do that, which is a bad idea. But, yeah. I think, no, I think he, in the reality, he was always going to be at the press conference. Yeah. Um, so I feel like they definitely should have, but ultimately I think at the end of the day, the only thing that he knew that like, this is what I'm going to say is no, I did not read all those allegations, which essentially says like, I don't have the information about it other than the kind of like headline stuff. I don't have any information, like detailed information. I don't have any of that. And to be honest with you, I wouldn't read it um, because, again, it's a, it's, it's a lot of it's a lot of personal stuff with him that goes deeper than just wrestling. Then they should have had Nikon out there. Then they I, should, I agree. I and agree. On out there, I, I think that it was it was definitely. Uh, he was the wrong person for the job at that point. I know Triple H is really good at a lot of things. He's really good at at at, at selling, um, at, at selling a product and selling a WWE product. That's what he, that's what he's good at. Getting it right. kind because his job is to get y'all out of that rut. That's what he's good at. You know what I mean? I agree. And, and I think that like ultimately, him going out there was was they sent him on a on a dummy move. It was a dummy move. And and I think yeah. that ultimately, um, that again for such a great week that was just was was not a a good way to end it you know yeah i think just him just saying like you know it was a dark cloud but we're focusing on the positives definitely feels and definitely is dismissive in a sense um and yeah there's just a, a, a better way you can handle it but I feel for him and his family in a sense because there's a lot more wrapped up to, into it. And like you said, there's a lot of grace not being given for this kind of thing when you have your grandchildren are going to school or your children are going to school and people are asking them about this. Um, your wife has to kind of like deal with this at home and all these other things and put on kind of like a tough face, even if she doesn't want to be tough. And you want to be supportive for them, but you also want to be supportive for the superstars. Like, this is a very dark, gnarly thing that happened. And you also have to ensure that you're the, the place that you're creating is a safe space for all involved. And there are also his other children, his WWE children, who also have their own feelings that they're trying to parse through with this as well. Like, there's a lot to kind of, like, deal with in this situation. I think it's way more complex than the Tony Khan thing, which he could have answered and kind of, like dispelled kind of almost immediately um nick khan was nick khan was there at the show you know yeah. what i mean i think if i think ultimately if he's the he's face the of, person you're right he is the person who should be answering these kind of things he's the one who should have been there and 
I think knowing that that was, I, I here's my thing. I don't think this is the last time that they will they will actually address this. I think that they should come out and like say more about this and, and what happened and what didn't happen. I think honestly they probably got to get their ducks in a row so as to make sure that whoever could be named or, sh- or or will be named is gone, so that when they say that they can say we don't got nobody that had nothing to do with that shit. You know what I'm saying? So like ultimately that's on him. Whatever blows black on us doesn't happen with this this regime here. I think Pat McAfee. <laughs> on Raw. I don't know if he was fed this line. I don't know if you heard this line or remember this line. He said, it feels good to be working for this regime. And I, I said, didn't hear that at all. I was kind of annoyed he showed up. but <laughs> he, set it up at, he set it at the top of the show. He said, it's, ha- it's good to be working for this regime. And I said, that seems like something where they're, they're, they're subtly trying to put... The, and I told this to you last night. I'm like, I said, if, if after their last week, you can't go wrong putting a face like Pat McAfee on that show. Because all they're gonna do right now, I me mean, is just throw positive at you, and this is like the the and we I saw this talked about yesterday, like the Benoit thing, and how they handled it. I think that like they have much better crisis comms people and 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 PR people now to like be like let's accentuate all the things that are positive about the company and and shit like that now. Like like let's accentuate that to get away from that point. Back in the day, they would have never done that, and and I think they would have like with Vince at the helm, they would have doubled down. I think what they're doing right now is like. Com- complete and sheer and utter corporate shit right now that's what they're doing and whether you like you like it or not that is usually what will get people to forget <laughs> that is right, what we right. want people to forget and i think that they want people to forget i don't think that it's going to happen in the in the in the short term i think this is going to follow them for at least the next couple of weeks but like it is definitely a stumble on what was a fucking great week for them last week and, and then it yeah. ended up the worst week for them so like absolutely and i think this has the potential to be probably the biggest probably i'm still saying the benoit thing is probably the biggest mark on wwe since then i don't think they had were equipped enough to handle that in any strong <laughs> situation now they're a little bit more equipped they're a little bit more savvy with all the things but this is this is just as bad this is vince mcmahon who has essentially created pro wrestling as it is under these situations and the the saddest thing about it is this man is he's been kicked out of his own company twice <laughs> twice twice and because and, he couldn't stop being a nasty man and it a wasn't nigga. <laughs> be clear it wasn't wasn't his father it wasn't ted turner it wasn't eric bischoff it wasn't paul Heyman. it wasn't tony khan it wasn't fucking Dixie Carter. It wasn't Jeff Jarrett. It wasn't Ghetto. It wasn't anyone that took this man down. It was him that took him down. Vince screwed Vince. And I, I shudder to even fucking say screwed. Vince fucking ruined it for himself. And that is the most the most poetic way for this tenure to end. And I say not mentioned at all because you can't talk about the man who created wrestling without talking about what made him leave wrestling altogether. And we never, never thought that it would have been, you, you said it yourself. You thought he would have died doing this. We would have all thought he would have died in the last two years. This man has been disgraced. He's been embarrassed. He's been, he's been fucking rightfully shown for what he is and what he had become. And now his, he doesn't even own that anymore. You lose everything. You lose everything when you choose to do the things that you do. And that could go from not only his company to probably more than likely his family at this point. So to lose all of that and to be alone 
by yourself that I can't think of a more poetic a poetic punishment to him because you you know you know Vince loves attention. You know Vince loves mm-hmm. that adoration. He loves the roar of the crowd. You're not getting that anymore. You're not getting that. You don't get the joy from your company. You don't get the joy from seeing them do well. They could make $3 billion this. They're going to make 3 to $5 billion this year alone. Right. You get, you, get to, you get to share in none of it. It's going to say it was founded by Vince McMahon and it's owned by Ari Emanuel. And that's it. That's his, that's his legacy. <sighs> that was a lot. Um, with that said, I mean, we hear that news Thursday again. Slim Jim pulls out on Friday. He's essentially ousted from the company also on Friday. We head into Saturday, the Royal Rumble 2024. What are our kind of overarching thoughts on the Royal Rumble um, of this year? It was lesser than last year, um, but I thought still a really enjoyable show. Still a really fun show. I thought it was sandwiched by two great matches <laughs> and, and whatever the Oreo cream shit it was in the middle. It was not yeah. that great. It was, um, it was lesser. It was definitely lesser than last year. Um, I think which makes that, me think why they went with that kind of. It, it feels intentional. Because you owe you owe it you owe it to Cody to have him close the show that way. He opened it last year, but you know not when you when you we questioned it opening last year, but then when we got to the end, we understood why Cody winning had to open the show because it was gonna end on a fucking down. It ended on <laughs> it ended on it one ended of the on, yeah the biggest shits that we've ever yeah like it ended, it ended on like the most depressed like the ending was Sami Zayn cover surrounded by flowers dead on the <laughs> mat. You know what I mean? Like this one Amazing. was a more was a more like was a more potential it was it was about the potential of what was going on um i i thought that the women's the women's one opening also showed like oh okay what what could really happen here um i do think they could have put they could have like maybe like i don't know like maybe added a ma- like i don't know like i just feel like the match quality was just not i thought i would have i would have added street profits and lashley versus uh your your 4k i would have added that is that legit? Because because I like be that as it may, like that like actually looks like a, like a compelling like program where you want to kind of see what these guys can do. They're gonna like go all out. Like I, I could see a really cool no DQ match between all these guys. You know what I mean? And I it thought would be, I thought exactly the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Like I thought it would be really cool. I, I think that for the first time, there's actually some like oh okay, there's some adversity for Bobby and the Prophets, and there's some for, for the first time some actual fucking intrigue with what's going on with Karrion and his crew. So. Um, I do agree. I think that they could have put that on the show. I think that they they really do hammer home that TV is an important aspect for them as well. That's why they keep a lot of these defenses on TV, um, mm-hmm. which is fine. I think it's good. But I think that sometimes you got to give us something. You know what I mean? And I think the Rumble was missing a little bit of something this year that made it lesser to me than it was last year. Absolutely. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed. Well, I don't want to say thoroughly. I enjoyed the women's rumble, I think maybe more than the men's. Um, and I explained this in discord, but I felt like it had a number of acts while it had a, definitely a lull in the middle. I mean, you go from, I mean, everything from like Tegan Knox to like Tim, Nia Jax again. Tim to 20 was Tim to 20 was crazy. And then from like, yeah, you know, like 28 was like, all right, like what are we getting? <laughs> What's happening here? Right. But I still I do think that they told a great story, Naomi's return and also the Jordan Grace thing. But I think the first part of it belonged to 
Bailey kind of like, oh, okay, damage control is going to save me. Fuck, they're eliminated. What's going on, guys? And then the middle part is kind of like, I mean, it builds up. Also them being in it and them not telling her. She had the face, she had the look on her face that they didn't tell her that they were going to be in it. Absolutely. And they had the middle part essentially building up all of the fodder for Nia Jax to come in and Nia Jax to do what she does, which, um, I mean, this run has been, compared to the last run, this has been kind of like night and day in terms of how they presented her. Mm-hmm. Um, and the latter half is kind of like the big stars, kind of, the latter third is kind of like the big stars doing what they do. You had the debut of Jade Cargill. You had the return of Liv Morgan. You had Roxanne Perez, Tiffany Stratton, Becky Lynch in there. Um, a fast sprint to the end, but Bailey ends up coming out the victor. There is no way in my mind a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, nowhere in my mind did I ever think Bailey would win the Royal Rumble. That's crazy. It's crazy. But <laughs> it's crazy that it happened, or it's crazy that I would think that she would never win. But you wouldn't think she would she would ever win. I I I think that looking at she she's become a, a heel that's she's I mean largely cheered. Let's just be real. Like she's largely cheered and not booed a lot of the time. It's it's usually everyone around her that's being booed. Like she's actually like a really enjoyable heel. Like they want to see her become a, a babyface. Like think about what, what she was doing on Raw and they were like cheering her. <laughs> just like, oh no, they're right. ready for what's about to happen. But um I only think that because the Royal Rumble has kind of like over the last number of years, especially with the women have kind of like determined, like here is the direction that we're going for the company, like right with Rhea and Bianca and Charlotte and Becky and all this other stuff. Like here's the direction that we're going to be going in the near future. Um, so this one is a lot more of like story and we're telling the story and I think that's interesting, and I think this that's cool. Yeah, I, I think another thing about the Women's Rumble is that the NXT and the newer women looked very ready. <laughs> I thought Roxanne looked very ready. I thought Tiffany looked not out of place. I think there was a lot of times when the NXT people would show up that they didn't look like they were. Like I, I think like Tiffany looked way more comfortable out there and like she belonged than like Zaylee did. Like I, I thought that they they all looked like very very like seasoned, and I think that there was there's a lot of things that happens on that TV that that helped them you know get to that point. But um, I just really enjoy seeing them out there do their thing. And of course, I mean we would be remiss to not talk about Jay Cargo. Like what was your thoughts mm. on like her, her little? I mean she was in the final three. I mean that that's a big endorsement. I mean, big endorsement is pretty much the two words I would I would say for this. I think it was a debut that we were all anticipating, and I think it lived up to every expectations. I think personally, I think from what it seems like, the Jade Cargo Bianca Belair stare off feels like the most viral moment of any of the Rumbles. Um, just I mean, because besides, this that's Cody winning twice. Yeah, I mean yes, but in terms of like. People sharing it. I've, that's the only thing I've seen. I haven't seen people sharing Cody one that are just outside the wrestling sphere. But I think Jade Cargill, and this is what was so upsetting with how her AEW run, I think people know her whether, <laughs> like, she's she has the opportunity to become 
a bigger star that attracts people to wrestling. And I think that's why it was so like, I don't even know if like in terms of AEW user now at this point, I just think it's a bad fit and we're going to see it's a bad fit. It was a bad fit all along, um, but she had to start somewhere. But I mean, she looked incredible. She did the damn thing. Her elimination of Nia Jax. I was afraid she was going to, if, if anyone was going to tear a tricep, I thought it was going to be her. Um, <laughs> she looked good. It was short sprint, which is what I think what was, 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 but intentional. Mm-hmm. It made me want to see Nia and, and Jade for real. I which think I think that, is going to happen. I think that she looked very not out of place next to Becky, who seemed to like really like working with her. She was all over <laughs> in the ring. Like she, she really wanted to work with her. But um, I, I just really think that they got something with her. The, the, the look is there. The people went fucking crazy for her. They went crazy for her meals. I ain't never seen none. Why are they always hotter to go to WWE? Why are they always hotter? (laughs) Because it's hotter there, baby. (laughs) It's hotter here. It just is. You ain't gonna get hot in (laughs) in twenty five percent of a damn crowd, man. It it ain't hot in collision. Trust me. (laughs) It's just, it's just different. The air is different. Um, The feeling is different. The electricity is different. They, they gave her the bootleg version of AEW music and shit like that. I, I hope they continue to enhance that um but she she had a good she was my like breakout star of this entire thing i think she got a very good rub um of course she wasn't on the show last night i don't if i had to guess i don't think we'll see her until after elimination chamber and i think she's gonna have her debut at wrestlemania um which is a lot to live up to it really is yeah um i i i uh, there's a lot to live up to, but I think that in terms of being concerned, I don't think we got to be concerned about what she looks like. Um, no. I think that they're going to continue to add aspects to her presentation as she, as she goes along and she starts to show up more. Um, I, I think that she's already got the look. We knew she had the look, but I think that she just really fucking did her thing. Um, I, I was very, very happy to see her show up. Um, yeah. Really? really I mean, I thought, what do you think? What do you think of the men's rumble then? I thought the men's I liked it better. I th- I thought from like one to fifteen hmm. it was all banger entrance. Like it w- there was no like filler, which goes to show just how stacked the men's side of that of of that bracket is. I mean, like you start with Jay and Jimmy number one, so like one and two, so they tease that. Um, that Jimmy's just funny and hilarious throughout the whole fucking thing. Let's just be clear. And then mm-hmm. there's there's like really cool stuff there, like the R Truth thinking it's a tag match, which is pretty funny. Um, which was in contrast in contrast to the Pat McAfee part, that was real comedy. The Pat McAfee shit was not real comedy. Yeah, was, yeah, was I, I agree. I think only in terms of my little nitpick with the Jay and Jimmy shit is now it makes me think that there's nothing going on at WrestleMania for them <laughs> because they weren't even involved in each other's eliminations, and I think they had the moment at the beginning and then just kind of like separated for the rest of the time going. Um, I think if he if they if they keep doing that he's going to get his first title thing i think ultimately you either have jimmy screw him out of it and that leads to mania or you have him have it and then jimmy say i want what you got and this for the ic right. title at, at wrestlemania which i think are two really solid ways to go because as we'll get to in a second you know gunther mate 
may have something else to do. <laughs> at mm-hmm. Mania. I mean, it is what it is. You know, we had a, again, 15 Cody Rhodes comes out, electricity. Um, Braun Breaker got, whew. What a, what a, what a, he had the most eliminations that with tied with Cody in the Rumble. Star. It's an NXT. Star. They're ready for him. There was yeah. something last year that I said it's not lost on me that they did not get called up because they saw that there was something wrong with those two last year with Braun and Mello. They have captured what it is that they were missing and they're applying it. And you're seeing, you saw it. Once you see it with Mello on SmackDown, you saw it with Braun and the Rumble. There's a there's an electricity with Braun that you just can't get anywhere else. It's almost Goldberg like. I'm not saying he's Goldberg. It's almost Goldberg like in terms of the art, like the 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 you know the the charisma that he gives off. You know, right? Mello being a worker on that on that roster and and Braun being that guy. That's always what I saw them as. And so it's perfect that they're kind of they're kind of crafting them in that way. Um, and the integration is incredibly organic, which I like. Yes, um, yes. And again, tossing it, out Damien, that's a story. <laughs> that's yeah. a story right there. So, I mean, I wasn't mad at the men's Royal rumble. I did think if I, I did think the last bit of exchange, I was like, damn, this is going pretty long. <laughs> like they were trying, um, and but Punk were was trying. Punk was very winded. Punk had his like his nineties dad hair at this point. It was like all up in the air. I was like, damn, he looked like he's going through it. <laughs> It all makes sense why he was moving like that when you f- when you figure out that he was injured um, and he was still trying to to put that on. So we find out early Monday, it was already rumored into Sunday, knowing it was really it, there, nothing had ever come out of it. But it was confirmed on Monday that CM Punk had an injury. They couldn't confirm what it was. It happened with his arm. They confirmed it yesterday. It was his tricep. The other tricep, not the one he injured in, in 2022 in AEW. Um he gets it injured during a future shock, shock DDT spot from Drew McIntyre. Um, Crazy. And, he, and to be fair, like I know people are like joking and poking fun. This is a freak accident, and and for a guy who has had three such freak accidents, two such freak accidents in the past two years, like just snake bit. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. It could have happened in, in in any way. Could have happened in any way, shape, or form. It was his first match back. He had already had two matches with Dominic. It could have happened then. You know what I mean? Like, that's how freak of an accident this is. But it always seems like when it's on a big stage, he's getting hurt. But um, I got to commend him for finishing the match, for doing what I would assume the full whatever him and Cody had planned out, doing it, Cody protecting him, and then Punk, you know, going through with it. I mean, you look back at it. I watched it again. He's lifting him up on on that on that bad arm, by the way. He's still yeah. falling on the arm. He's still doing all the things that he was trying to do. Could have you know, aggravated it a lot, but um, hopefully he didn't. But I mean, I got to commend him for that because I think a lot of the question with CM Punk was, has he changed, right? Is he the same mm-hmm. guy that he was in AEW and, and that he was in 2014? And I think this, you know, he always says he wants to help people and he wants to really just help the future of the business. I think this was a shining of an endorsement of the fact that he is trying to do that right now. Because Absolutely. again, he didn't have to do that for Cody, but he did. And he, for him to... At that point, hurt meals having knowing that he's probably not going to get that match at Mania, still going through with it. I, I think is is again incredibly commendable. I, I I'm I'm fully I'm fully locked in on on this new era of Punk. Um, it definitely was quite a sprint to the end of this thing. Um, Cody winning twice. 
I think we talked about it. We we chatted about it sometime last week. And I was just like, it would be nuts if Punk came back in his first match and won it. So he's probably not gonna win. <laughs> Right. Like it would kind of it would kind of be nuts if he was just like first match ten years hasn't had a match in months comes back and wins a rumble, mm-hmm. um, not to say that it couldn't have happened but it would have looked wild to happen and I think there, again we also talked about last week how the statement from The Rock, which he's now like backtracking a little bit, um, <laughs> a lot of it, <laughs> kind of ruined a lot of people's expectations for WrestleMania and maybe even you know a little bit in the sales of Cody. It's it's like, it's what the Sami Zayn thing people thought last year, but to a bigger degree, because people were absolutely sure. I mean, Dirt Sheets, Meltzer, Alvarez. Oh, it's going to be that's Rock versus cool. Cody. I don't know what, I don't know. Cody's doing at WrestleMania. That's um, dumb though. Like that's on them if they thought that that was even a fucking Sports fun. Illustrated. Sports Illustrated coming up with fake news. It's crazy. Crazy it's, to... To, to, to think that the people that are supposed to be giving us this unfiltered, you know, news would get it this wrong. But it's like they to me what they did and what they did in the press conference after was they 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 fucking slammed it, not with a hammer on a table, with a gavel on a fucking podium. It is not rock. It is Cody. And then they try to pull some shit on Monday that we'll talk about on Patreon. But like they they <laughs> they they. they, they basically said no nigga <laughs> this yeah. is our guy it's just, and Cody had his press conference he was like I want to talk to the people for a second <laughs> <laughs> he had his little, I heard the memes I had all these other things I've worked hard my father and did it and did all other stuff like that essentially saying like listen fuck what you heard is <laughs> me and if there's anyone that's going to bring this company into the future if there's anyone who sacrificed the most it was really him for the first time it felt like he was taking off his political um, face in a bit because mm-hmm. Cody always has the right answer at the right time. But this seemed genuinely personal to him that people would go out their way to essentially say, like, he's he not is not it. he's not getting it. And it's not the biggest match that you can do. And that's why he's not getting it. And he's mm-hmm. like, motherfucker, I'm here. I heard that crowd. I heard that crowd when he won. And they fucking wanted it to happen. I started. He, you started hearing booze when Punk would look like he was about to win. <laughs> like, like it, let's let's just be clear. Like they wanted this to happen, bro. Like they 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 love this guy. I don't see how you could hate on this guy anymore, bro. Like I, I just don't. I don't. See I don't it. see how you could ignore the whole year of storytelling that's right in front of your face. And the one thing WWE is doing at this point, well, is doing consistent storytelling. They have career arcs circular starts at one point ends at another point probably in the vince era this shit goes left and, and brock lesnar oh, wins. wins you know or, no, punk wins. i feel like punk wins if vince is there and then he makes cody do the the, the fucking chamber which i think is a less interesting a less interesting road to me you know what i'm saying all things yeah. considered it's not that interesting to have to have that happen so i think that what they did was he's, he's the right guy for the time he's the right guy for the period why would you not do it? Why would you not go this route? You know what I mean? I, I'm completely in awe of people that didn't think that this was going to happen. So I want to ask you this question. I mean, there's a couple more questions before we go to Patreon. I want to ask you this question. Um, Seth's injured, but he'll be at WrestleMania. Yes. Um, Charlotte's gone. Punk's gone. 
Brock Lesnar, for all intents and purposes, is gone. <laughs> for now. Um, for now. Um, but he definitely, I don't think he'll be at this year's WrestleMania. No. Um, where are we, what the, what do you feel like this WrestleMania is going to look like now? Because I know for Triple H's, he does the long-term storytelling. And a lot of his things are feuds that have been occurring over a, a, a long, long time or story arcs that are career arcs that have been over for a long, long time. What does this WrestleMania, WrestleMania 40 look like to you with all the changes that we have now? I don't think it looks worse. I think that they could get some people active that we didn't necessarily think were going to be active going into it. Because um, remember what we were thinking when, when people would talk about the the injuries, I'm like, okay, it's too, it's too, um, to one person, one person, I think Seth will for sure be ready to go by mania. It happened to another person that was his opponent. So that's really just one match to get blown up. Brock might've been another match that got blown up, but you can easily slot the other guy into that, into that match that you were going to do which is fine. And they already set it up anyway. They already kind of set it up anyway. Um, I think that if you're going to do Becky and Rhea, that's incredibly strong. It could main event one of the nights. Um, if you're going to do Jade and Nia, that's, that's a, that's a match you open with in my opinion. Like that's, that's something mm-hmm. that gets the fucking going. You know what I mean? I don't see anything wrong with the card right now. I think it's still incredibly strong because of the depth of that roster. You saw it all, all there on, on Sunday or Saturday, like you saw that. The the roster is incredibly dope, and it's incredibly fucking stacked right now. I don't, I don't think there's anything in me that, that thinks that this is going to go left. Okay. All right. I agree with you. Um, two more little bit uh, tidbit news before we head over to Patreon. Make mm-hmm. sure you guys subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com backslash the HORNC. Um, if you want to hear our thoughts on Monday Night Raw and anything else that we kind of think of to talk about. Um Rumors out there. I mean, the in the in the Wrestling Observer News report, they finally talked about the low attendance for the shows. <laughs> I mean, um, what does AEW have to do to repair these low attendance <laughs> for their shows? Because at this point, they're booking fourteen thousand seat arenas, and only two thousand people are showing up. Uh, book a better show. <laughs> I mean, that's the long and short of it. Um, <laughs> Book a better show. I, I don't know what else to say about this situation for them. I, I think that it's also mania season meals. So like it's going to get it's going to get darker for them. It's going to get real dark for them real soon. All they got to do is heat some shit up and, and it's it's over with. You know what I mean? Like I, I think that they are doing themselves a big disservice and not kind of like Where's the thing? What are they doing a big disservice to? They're still hyper serving their fans. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yes. Their fans are still happy with whatever the fuck's going on. Like you can't tell them not. You can't tell their fans nothing different. You know what I mean? Like their their fans eat it up. So I can't even say that they're not pleasing their fans right now. Like their their fans seem pretty f- fucking content with what's going on. Like who am I to who am I to take away their joy? <laughs> Right. Yeah, this is true, right? They, they, love, they love what's going on. Yeah, they, they love what's going on. So, I mean, ultimately, like, it is what it is. They can have their swerve championship run. That's what's hot in the streets, I guess. So, I think, if anything, it's indication. I mean, with Revolution, it's already sold out. If anything is indication of what they need to do is that they need a major draw for their shows. And they need to build one. 
And to be honest with you, Sting is the major draw for Revolution because he's retiring, but he's not a major draw because of AEW and its efforts. <laughs> um, so that is on that. Um, past Saturday, we saw um, we saw Naomi return. We saw Jordan Grace. Do you feel like there's going to be any more integration with TNA and WWE? Um, I, I would. I would be. Very shocked if there wasn't. I think that they went off as about as well as you could. I I don't think that this is the type of regime that ha, that does things and just lets and just drops it. So, um, if they want to take people over to TNA, I think that's completely possible as well. You know what I mean? I, I think all things are possible. Um, and I thought that it was a really great moment, and she got to bring out the belt too. I thought that was really cool. Um, Naomi and, and her had a really cool moment as well, and I thought the Naomi return got off very well too. And and you know she got emotional. I, I, we knew she was going to get emotional. I was like, she about to cry, huh? And she's like, <laughs> as she should. Shit. What, what, you think her, what you think her emotion is going into um going into uh, mania is? You know what's crazy? I feel like she would be a great first opponent for Tiffany Stratton. Hmm. I think if they decide they want to call Tiffany up or have her on a roster permanently, I mean, we've been seeing the guys called up. We haven't seen much of the girls lately. But if Tiffany Strand gets called up, I think Naomi and, and Tiffany Strand would do some great business with one another. Um, I'm looking forward to see... Yeah, SmackDown needs Naomi, to be quite frankly, just because not necessarily damage control it is, but you need a little bit more parity and star power on that roster because... After the faces of Bianca, it drops down to like Mi Chin and Zelina Vega, and no offense to them, but they're not green. You're green. Yeah, <laughs> it just is what it is. Um, so we need a little bit more of that. Um, and then I'm sure Bailey will join them eventually. But yeah, it's a. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what Naomi does, even if she ends up in a battle royal or tag match. I think people are generally excited for Naomi to be back. And I think she's a major addition to the roster. And thus far, H is very, very happy with her being back. Um, last bit of news. There's some rumors. Mm. Dave Meltzer says, listen, Malachi Black and Buddy Matthews, they want to return to the WWE. Hence why they have not lost cleanly at all. <laughs> and this is... <laughs> The recent AEW collision, which 300,000 people who did not have Peacock um, (laughs) watched, um, featured a steel cage elimination match, which was originally billed as a steel cage elimination match, and then on the night of the show changed to an escape the steel cage match. Um, People are, Dave Meltzer surmises that it's because, or Brian Alvarez surmises that it's because some people don't want to do jobs. Of course, people have took on Twitter, like Buddy Matthews, Brody King, Calvin, everybody is on Twitter um, refuting this. Mm-hmm. Personally, me. <laughs> um, in terms of my thoughts about this, and then we'll get into your thoughts, which I think we're on the same page about it. Come on, bro. Like, stop being, we know <laughs> the job. You don't really <laughs> want to do the job, bro. Come on. To Daniel Garcia, listen, there's got to be a reason why. I'm not sure of the reason why. Maybe there's a better reason that Tony Khan can, maybe someone can ask him at the scrum um, of why Malachi Black isn't booked in singles matches and hasn't been since 2022. And 
hasn't been in a major singles program since 2021. Um, maybe someone can answer that, but it looks funny in the light that AEW, who has been notoriously known for having a non-escape clause in their steel cage matches, <laughs> suddenly now have people can escape and get out the thing. It Great was totally the, it, it was totally the rule though, bro. It was it just wasn't on the graphic. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bro, shut your fucking mouth, bro. <laughs> I was I was like, all right, come on. Y'all notoriously say, like, we don't like that pussy shit of escaping the cage. Um, but now it, it apparently does. So what are your thoughts on this entire situation? I wouldn't do a job for no, that nigga either. <laughs> <laughs> Play the game. Play the game. Hey, Play man. The game. Fuck it. Why y'all mad that he playing the game? He's playing the game. I'm not mad at him. And they letting him. Yeah, if he, if he let you play the game, I'm play the game. That's his fault. He can't. He cannot be upset that that like people can't be upset that that's the type of shit that he fucking he allows them to do. They playing the game. <sighs> that be right. That'd be all right. <laughs> let's let's go to Patreon. All right, man. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys next week on the A Show with more talk. Uh, hopefully it'll be a peaceful week knowing the wrestling business probably not but thank you guys for listening uh we'll see you guys next week on the a show peace